Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Honest Conversations with Alex Cubis. I'm sitting with... Crit! <laughs> Crit. Um, Christian Schmidt. Yep, that's right. Uh, Fulbright scholar, former MTV VJ, now LA resident, originally Kiwi-born, migrated through Australia, has lived in the US before. Quite the journey and quite the... Oh man, this is so lame. I was going to say quite the hairdo, but I just couldn't because I, I, do I looked at your Shit. hair just as I saw it and I was like, oh, I just got to comment on it. Um, but this It's not even it. looking that good. Those it's looking Shit. so good. If you oh. guys, I'm, you guys have to look this dude up. You've got to check out his website. Um, I'll do all the plugs at the end for how you can follow up on him. And yeah. um, you're on Twitter, right? You can ask him more questions or make it continue the conversation <laughs> outside of this, uh, this podcast interview. I wanted to start with if you're up for it, honest conversations. So we'll start with the first questions. I think I feel I need, I want. I think I feel I need, I want. I right think, now in this moment. Uh, I think I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out last night and, yeah. and I watched The Bodyguard and it was, if I have to be honest, it was pretty average. Okay. Um, and maybe that's why we went and drank after. <laughs> you guys wanted to like make the night, like make something of the night. Yeah, well, I mean, it was good to catch up with my friend uh, and his wife from back home. But also, yeah. it was just like it was Whitney Houston, man. Her her whole journey is is so tragic. I mean, she Wait. was just is that oh, the AC? flip. It is the AC. Yeah. Wait, yeah. guys, we have to turn off the air conditioner, otherwise you won't be able to hear the amazing stories. All right, there we go. Okay. So sorry about that. That's um, all right. So Whitney Houston, she's um. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's based on the movie The Bodyguard, which which Woody was the the main character of, and yeah, just watching someone perform all their songs and it, it just it just had a sense of nostalgia, you know, and, and right. watching it was just like, oh man, you know, she was such a great talent, yeah, and and it just all ended so really tragically, tragically. Yeah. yeah, sad. Was yeah. it cathartic in any way, or like was there quite emotional um, watching it? Like, could you sense in the audience that that was. Well, for me and my friends, at least. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of the audience was this were disappointed because I could sense that they when when you've got someone performing Whitney Houston songs, yep. they gotta fucking bring it, bring it exactly, and and, 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 and kind of fell short of that. Yeah. Really. Yeah, which was a shame, but uh, I mean, I enjoyed it overall, mainly for the nostalgia. But okay. Yeah, it, it did kind of fall short. Interesting. And so yeah, maybe that's why we went and got drunk last night. I don't okay. Know. Um, I feel I need and I want. Uh, I, wait, I think I feel, okay, I feel, wait, is it feel next? No, what's next? Have you already, you already done think, so you need to do, I feel, need, and want. Okay, feel, um, I think I'm hungover, I feel hungover, fuck, um, <laughs> no, I feel good, I feel like, I'm in LA, this is where I need to be right now, um, yeah. I feel like this is a good space that I'm in, um, and I've been in this, and, and, so especially in the last month, I've just been in a place of, um, self-discovery and just self-healing uh yeah. in a lot of ways yeah so that's how i feel uh i'm feeling good um i need shit. okay i'm gonna stop doing the hangover references because that's talk that's tired now uh, <laughs> i need to uh just keep keep grinding i think that's that's what we all need to do is just you know keep keep um keep honoring what we do our, our work and our relationships with with truth um, and that's why I'm in a good place really is because I am coming to that place of, of self-truth nice and I need I, wait I think I feel I need I want I want what do I want I just want to be the best version of me 
great that I can be. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a great start. So the first thing I want to ask you about is self truth. What does that mean to you? Oh, it's, it's just... pretty on topic for the combo, uh, the podcast. Mm. Self truth. Well, I just read this book um, that my best friend sent to me, and it's called uh, the Gift of the. Excuse me. It's called the drama of the gifted child. There's the okay. hangover. I just caught it. Actually, up. I looked at it. When oh, I walked yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks amazing. Yeah, the so drama of the about? gifted child. Were you a gifted child yourself? Um, we, we're all gifted children. Yeah, you know. Okay. Um, and that, and that's what it, it speaks to. It speaks to how. Uh, well, basically, it talks about how when you're young, you you're taught to hide certain parts of yourself. You know mm-hmm. that that might. Um, yeah. disappoint your parents or you know and so yeah. and so you kind of lose a part of yourself sure and you you bury it and because you're burying this part of yourself you're kind of putting up walls yeah to block parts of yourself off and so you can't actually bring your all to yeah to what you're doing yeah and until you kind of go back and break those down and and process them you'll never be able to really bring yourself as as a whole to, yeah. to anything you do. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's about that. And so, and so I kind of went back because, you know, the book talks about this when most people think of their childhoods, they think, Oh no, it was great. It was amazing. You know, but we all experienced trauma. Um, and most of us haven't dealt with it. And until you do that, you can't, um, yeah, you, you, you can't really move forward as your true self. So it's, yeah. It's so when you, more. when you first experience success, both, uh, in the academic world and in entertainment, mm. did they coincide with you shedding those walls that you put up, or do you honestly think that you're only starting to get rid of them now? Oh, I think I'm. I think I'm only just starting to get rid of them now. Really, and, that, and that's the thing that book talks about depression, yeah. which it describes as being separated from yourself. Yeah, and then there's two ways that that kind of um, that, that that you know comes comes to the light, and that's. Um, that's through either the depression that we know of, you know, where someone's like, you know, really down and, and out and just, you know, fucking lost. And then there's the, there's the other scale, the other end of the scale, which is this grandiosity and, and just being big and, and overachieving and all that shit. So, mm. you know, I think that may have been an indication of that. Right. So it was like when you first achieved, so when, what was like your first crowning moment of success? Was it when you won the Fulbright scholarship or was it, uh, oh, when you like started university or like when you graduated high school? Or, um, no, I think, and was that, did that coincide with you trying so hard to be someone else other than what you truly were, but you nevertheless managed to achieve something great? Oh, I think, I mean, I think it starts in your childhood, you know, you okay. start, it's just little steps that build up to, to the bigger things, but yeah. you start doing it, yeah. um, you know, subconsciously right from school, high school, you know, like whether it's, whether it's you just having a big personality and, you know, making sure you're the center of attention, you know, mm. well, not that I fucking need to be all the time, but you know, the, you were things. when you were in school, like, were you like class clown in any way or nah, fuck okay. it. Nah, I've never been that funny, but I, <laughs> but I, I always stood out, you know, like yeah. I always, um, made sure people knew who I was um but I was I think as far as high school goes I was um yeah I I just did well in my subjects you know I was was the top of the class in most of my subjects so I think maybe that had something to do with it just wanting to I mean you know there was a hard work ethic but yeah subconsciously again that's probably me trying to um compensate for this this trauma or you know yeah 
I only I only ever sought academic success for external validation. Was that a part of was that a similar motivation for you, or you were genuine uh, passion? Like it was a genuine passion for you. Oh, I, I mean, I've always just loved to learn. Okay, yeah. that's cool. And but yeah, it was definitely. I mean, you know, there was this there was a high there's a lot of importance placed on education in my family too. Yeah, you know, there was always something for my parents. You know, make sure you go to university. Uh, yeah, make sure you get your shit done so you can do well in school. Right. Because um, it's going to, you know, it's going to lead the track for where, where you go. Um, to give some context for the listeners, so Christian has got an awesome website that I would encourage you all to check out. Um, he documents quite openly and freely, I guess because it is your own space. Ordinarily, you wouldn't see that, literally that level of honesty um, where you share, even share conversations that you've had with entertainment professionals <laughs> that, I mean, in this industry, people don't sort of talk about how people rejected you or whatever. They don't go into those details. And if they do, it's like in a memoir when the person's like 60 and no one really cares anymore, you know, <laughs> like in Alec Baldwin's recent book called Jane Fonda or anyone, you know, like they're it's yeah. past the point of being relevant, but you like have shared those stories um, do you mind if I say the name of the person? Like it's on your website. Oh, fuck. Yeah, with, you, with, like for Australian listeners, Jay Lagaya. Is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, Lagaya. Yeah. Lagaya. So <laughs> Christian reached out to him. This is a perfect like conversation. You reached out to him yeah. um, seeking sort of support from another actor, I guess, of non-Caucasian descent, um, which when you moved to Australia to be an MTV VJ weren't very well you weren't very well represented so you reached out to him he said we'll catch up yeah I'm busy and contact me in a few weeks you like there's a screenshot on christian's website <laughs> showing this conversation and then you did reach out to him again yeah and he didn't and he saw the message board didn't reply yeah and you reached out to him again a couple of weeks later after yeah. that which is totally appropriate and he again he didn't reply yeah. and then christian posted this um uh, journal post on his website like what a month ago explaining your experience experiencing I guess you would term them as microaggressions in Australian entertainment or, yeah, just, or just straight up prejudice straight yeah, up prejudice yeah. racism ignorance naivety um, and highlighting the problems with particularly the Australian entertainment industry and, and your path I guess um, and you cited that conversation and then that went viral was picked up by a bunch of websites and then Jay commented on on it on your Facebook page in a bit of a rambling, oh yeah, so he, way. He posted on a. I did a second piece because I was approached by um, Junkie. Yeah, and so it was a, it was the piece that I that I, that was published by Junkie Media okay. that he that he commented on. Right, yeah. right, right. And when is that the first time that you have been honest about those types of situations? Like, was this something that's happened in the past six months where you have shared more about yourself, and have you noticed that it's been either a consequence of a shift in your personality or you've had to really um, take a gamble in doing something like that and then mm. it's therefore caused a shift in your personality? No, I think I've always been pretty honest um, in terms of my my sharing. Okay. Like, you know, in terms of writing, I've always been honest. That's really cool. With that. um, but, and, and I've always been open about the fact that I didn't like Australia. I didn't like my time in Sydney. Okay. I've always been very honest about that. Even while, like when you were hosting, like did you say that on air or have you been honest like in other interviews? Oh, I've been I've been honest and speaking to people. You okay. know, like and right. to cool. any anyone I met, I, I just, you, you know, I'll be honest. I was just yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. fuck, I hate it here. You know? Right, <laughs> right, right. It's good. Um, yeah. But um, I think I liken 
when I wrote that piece, I think I likened it to an abusive relationship where you don't really know how bad it is until you're out of it. Okay. And so that's when I really had the time to really reflect and and be able to articulate what I was going through once I was outside of it. So mm. that's where that came from. And and I just had the inspiration. Yeah, just it just kept telling me, you know, shit, you need to process this somehow. And, and I hadn't written in a while because I've always loved to write. And yeah. it had been like a, more than a year. And yeah, it just felt right. And so when it did come out, um, yeah, like fucking everything came out, you know. Mm. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, right. it, it felt really good. And now, now I just you know talking about that that place of truth. I'm just every time I I write now, I make sure it's not something forced. It's because I'm being inspired yep. to, and people connect with that. So yeah, yeah, they, they connect with that uh, specificity and and that realness or honesty or whatever you want to call it. I guess yeah. vulnerability as well. Are you like that in conversations with people? Or do you, have you noticed that especially being in LA, you've had to sort of hold back in a way that you wouldn't with your writing? Um, I, well, like with a conversation with like a manager or an acting teacher or someone you've met here, have you sort of just told them what's up or you, have you noticed that you've had to watch yourself a bit? Um, no, I think there's a difference between being honest and being vulnerable. Like okay. I'll, I'll always be honest, yeah. but vulnerability, um, I'll only share that with, um, like I'm learning more and more now to only share my energy with people that I want to invest it in, you know, like to, yeah. to you know, and, yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I'm learning a lot about taking care of myself, and and so when it comes to vulnerability, um, I mean, you need it in acting, and, and I'm very new to the game, so that that comes out when I'm performing. But in terms of with people, like uh, I'm, I'm very careful with who I'm vulnerable around because. You are, you're sharing energy and you're, you're giving a part of yourself up and you're taking in someone else's, you know, so you, you got to watch that. Uh, but being honest, like, I, I call out shit, like, when, as it comes now, like, and I'm, and I guess going back to that whole place of truth, like, I'm becoming more impulsive and, and just trusting my gut. So when shit does come up, like, I'm more reactive to it now. But it's, it's still, you know, I'm still a work in progress. progress. Yeah. That trait, which I'm guessing you've had in some form or another for a while, would you attribute a lot of your success to that? To, oh, to my impulses? <laughs> yeah, well, that ability to call something out, say what's on your mind, because, um, or, yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess, I guess it's... Because it makes you more distinctive, I guess. People, like, don't have the courage. Don't do it, yeah. People don't have the courage to do that. Um, yeah, I think it has had, had a lot to do with I mean, you know, it works in both ways. Some people don't want to hear the truth, and so that can work against you in a lot of ways too. Um, but when you when you when you come from where I come from, you have to fight. You know, you gotta fight for everything you have. And um, and oh god, I'm getting emotional now because I'm just thinking of um, I'm thinking of my mum and, right. and just watching her and, and all the shit that she's kind of had to put up with. And I'm not a confrontational person at all. Yeah. Like you know. Um, some people don't know that, uh, but my mum fucking was born with fire in her belly. You know, her, her and her siblings have been fighting their whole lives right. um, just to be respected, and and I've watched that, and yep. that's not me naturally. But you have to do it, otherwise you're gonna get walked over as a as a Pacific person in New Zealand and Australia. Yeah, um, you you fucking have to. So yeah, so it wasn't. 
Do you so think much as a way to stand out, it was, yeah. it was more of a way to just survive, you know, to fucking... Do you think it's a, a similar experience to the African-American experience in the States? Um, I mean, well, I mean, it's such it's, a different... It's different culture. Yeah, it's, it's a, a very different historical. Yeah, exactly. Place. I mean, you know, it's it's familiar in a sense, but I, you, I could never compare them like this. Right. It, that would be too reductive to actually probably draw a comparison. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's crazy, but I mean, you know, oppression, the oppression's there and I can identify with that, you know, and, um, but you know, what, 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 what it hasn't, what we have in common is white supremacy, you know, that's, that's what's running, basically, you know, running all these um, systems of, of um, oppression, um, yeah. You only have to watch a White House press conference to, I mean, even, oh, I mean, even, even the, the White House, like that's. <laughs> that's too symbolic it's almost it's almost comical um tell me the story how you got your full, the fulbright scholarship or awarded that oh so i was so when i graduated uh from university of auckland yeah did you do english undergrad or no i was a uh, i went to law school so oh same as me yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I knew that um so i finished you'd be a llb undergrad yep yep cool. yep um so i graduated and i got uh got admitted to the high court and but i just knew i wasn't meant to be a lawyer so mm-hmm. um so i started working for the university doing a lot of outreach um in high schools for, okay. for young maori and pacific students excuse me and then one day i went to a conference and and at the conference they were advertising fulbright like the ceo at the time her name is millie went she was like oh hey um you know here's here's fulbright this is what we're about uh, make sure you go out and and encourage your students to apply for this. And then I was like, oh man, this sounds awesome. And then as I was reading through, I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm eligible for this. You know, oh, I can right. apply for this. Yeah. And so I ended up calling her up and, and just having a What's know, the number one criteria? Um, or like the top three criteria that you have to meet? You have to besides have... Besides academic success. Oh, it's... So there's a GPA yep. that you have to have and you have to... Um, there's... Like you have to have a four-year undergrad degree. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to, oh, it could either be, yeah, you have to have a four-year degree. So it can either be um, like a three-year undergrad and a one-year uh, you know, post-grade or, yep. or, or law, which is you know, yeah. four years. Right. Um, and then you have to write two essays. And a lot of it is, yeah, you, you, you have to write an essay on your study objectives, mm-hmm. uh, which is more the, you know, the nuts and bolts of what you want to do and how you can give back to New Zealand. And the second essay you have to write as a personal essay and that's really about you like who are you as a person um yeah and and what what are you about you know what, what are your values and all that so um those are the, the big things those are the main kind of components of, of Fulbright scholarship and uh yeah and I got it as you know when was that what year that was in well I left in 2010 okay so it was a now like i found out about it in 2009 maybe okay so i had to kind of keep it quiet for like a good nine months or something like that before wow it, yeah. before it was announced yeah i think i think it was about nine Did months you, were you able to tell your parents oh yeah yeah okay. no, i told my family um well shit i had to <laughs> yeah 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 i was just like okay well i'm going now uh, but, okay so nah, you were yeah. 25 uh wait what year was that <laughs> shit 2010 yeah he's a hangover uh 2010 yeah i was 25 at the time 2010 yeah, yep, twenty five. So I turned. Man, I was there for three years. When I left, I was twenty eight. Yeah, shit. 
No, I was 29 when I left, maybe. Oh, fuck, here we go. Here's, here's my hangover. Flashbacks, again. man. Yeah, no, I was 20. Yeah, I left. So, so I studied in Pennsylvania uh, yeah. for two years. University UK? Um, no, no, I was at, uh, it was a small private school called Lehigh University. Okay. Um, and their, their program there just was a really good fit for what I wanted to study. And, and was, you did an MA in education? Uh, MED. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, there was... And, and a big reason why I went to Lehigh was because they offered to a full fee waiver. So right. normally, like, honestly, school fees out here are like 50000 a year or something, yeah, yeah. you know, ridiculous like that. So to have that was Some a huge up. I know. sounds. What are those sounds? dying out there. It's oh like my God. LA... Is that a dog? I think it's two dogs. They're kind of in chorus with a siren. Interesting. Yeah, anyway, continue. Yeah, so you, got, so you chose that uni because of full, like, fee waiver. Yeah, 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 full fee waiver. Because Fulbright, um, it carries with it a lot of prestige, yeah. right? So it carries with it a lot of prestige, but not necessarily a lot of money. But mm-hmm. um, it was, I think I think it was 25000 at the time. Okay. Which won't carry you far in money, but because schools want to attract yeah. Fulbright scholars, yeah, yeah. They, they will do things like, you know, waive your waive your fees. So wow. that, was, that was a really big help. Um, so I studied that. Uh, the program was called Comparative and International Education, and my focus was comparing um, initiatives for black and Latino students with, with Maori and Pacific students back home. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. And just seeing what, what ideas we could kind of bring back. So yeah, right. I loved it. That, those two years were two of the best years of my life in terms mm. of growth and and personal, academic, just mm. professional growth. It's confluence of being obviously away from your country, but also doing something challenging and... Yeah. Uh, and just the people I was meeting too. Yeah. Like I always, I always think the best part about any place you go is the people. The people, for sure. Yeah, and th- and I think that's why I, I'm back to being in a place of growth right now because I, I do feel like I'm back where I belong and I've got those same people, um, you know, at, at, and, and I'm, in, I'm in contact with them. I'm in much closer proximity with them, even though they might be fucking mile, you know, thousands yeah. of miles away or whatever. We're on the like, same time, similar time zones. So yeah, yeah, speak to them and Exactly. Very it, cool. It's just a lot easier to... Uh, to talk to them now. Yeah. So. Okay. And then you went and became a lecturer. And then the story about how you became an MTV VJ was just an open audition. And then oh, yeah. just being, besides naturally talented and all around blessed, um, you landed that and then moved to Sydney. And yep. then I read on your website, you were talking a lot about, it's essentially it's entertainment, especially being a presenter is mm. freelance, yeah. but you were able to hustle and you you source a lot of your own opportunities and you've got a photo with The Rock on there and you're talking about getting free swag and all of this sort of stuff. So yeah. basically tell me the story about how you got to hustling. So like, was there a starting point where you you moved to Sydney and you became the, uh, the MTV presenter Yeah. and then were you like on a hiatus where you were like, oh, I need to arrange some other work and then did you just how do you how do you go about doing that um i mean i've always been a hustler like okay i mean that's from from being a little kid like i said man I've, i come from the hood so yeah. you kind of have to be creative in the way you you yeah. know if you want if you want certain things you got to learn yeah. ways to go and get them and i'm yeah. talking about i'm talking about i was selling i was i used to pluck uh my dad's gray hairs for for pocket money right no way yeah so you you get like 10 cents a hair or whatever. Wow. So I plug hairs and then I went and got a, um, I went and bought a computer. I put a deposit on a computer that had a CD writer. Yeah. And then once I had a CD writer, I used to go and burn, uh, 
burn music, burn CDs for kids at school and sell them at school, you know? So no that's sort of thing. So that's how I paid off my computer and then that's how I was, I was, you know, I got to travel as a kid, like yeah. doing shit, you know, cheeky shit You're like that. You're entrepreneurial. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and then so, but particularly in entertainment, how, how did you like land all those extra those um, opportunities? Well, I've always... Is it just through connecting with people? Do yeah. You think it's your, for the most part, like I've, yeah. I've always, that's always been my biggest strength is building relationships and just networking. And yeah. And I was realizing, I realized quite early on that, um, that no one, no one's going to do shit for you in that, yeah. in that industry, you know, yeah. like, like I've always had, I've always been in the education sector. I've had mentors and people who really foster an environment where, where they care about your development and mm-hmm. that just was missing out there. So I was just like, well, shit. Um, I can't rely on a manager to give me work because one, they don't even know how to sell me and yeah, they don't right. even know how to dress me you know like they they were like here's this brown face like what do we do with him kind of thing yeah and you know you just have to look through australian tv like flip through the channels to see there aren't many people who look like Mm -hmm. me so well there's none uh so i had to which um, makes you in a way all the more castable at least in the u.s i think in the u.s yeah but you would think in the in australia they might it might be a niche, you know, but there's yeah. not even Which that. Goes to you know? how backward Australia oh, is so backwards. Yeah, but, yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah. So, so I just got out there, um, did my thing, and and I. And is it as simple as for you? How do you balance coming across as too self-serving in conversations? Like, do you, is it something you consciously think about with, like, I'm going to be friends with that person, and then after being friends with them for a couple of weeks, I'll ask them a favor to get me a gig. Like, yeah, is it, it's can't I can't imagine that you're that calculated. So how does it sort of manifest for you? Like, is it just sort of you just find yourself navigating it pretty easily, and then if you connect with someone, you end up just asking them. Oh, by the way, do you have an opportunity? Or um, no, it's, it was kind of it was always like, oh, let's catch up for lunch. You know, I've, I've met someone. Yeah, let's sit down and catch up. Um, and they know what I do. You know, right. so it's just like, oh well, um. And, and they're not stupid, you know, like they, they work in the same industry, you know, yeah. and they're, they're clearly getting something out of it too. So it's, you know, it works both ways. Like they're getting talent out of you. Yeah. Well, right. because they, you know, they need someone to fill the spot. So, yeah. I mean, it works, it works both ways. And that's, that's the thing like don't, um, yeah. The, so it's recognizing your own value that you are not the only one getting something out yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. just, and just being upfront. Something too. Yeah. And yeah. just being honest as well. Like, you know, when I, when I sit with them, it's, you know, it's just like, well, you know, um, if you think of anything, let me know. Cause I'm happy to help out. You know, it's, yeah, it's right. just as simple as that, you know, saying you're available, not like, well, can you get me in on this sort of thing? Uh-huh. It's, it's just, um, yeah. And if you're a fit, you're a fit. Otherwise like don't, don't push it. Cause if you're not a fit for it and you do it, like yeah. it's just going to be empty. And that's what a lot of the work I was doing was, was just empty. Like it didn't really mean much to me in the end. Right. Um, but in saying that it's all, it's all been, um, a stepping stone and, and learning about myself and also it helped me get here. So, yeah, you know, it was, it was worth it in the end. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the essay that you wrote for full grade application, is that the personal one? Yeah. Do you think that, have you gone back and looked at that since? And is it still, the, are you still the same person? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not the same person, but you abide by the same values that you yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, and I, because I like, you know, when people reach out to me, mm-hmm. I will help them, you know, and I have, I've had a lot of students come through and ask yeah. me about Fulbright and advice mm-hmm. and I'll send them my essays and be like, well, this is what I wrote. You know, don't, don't just take yeah. copy, you know, don't yeah. just fucking, you know, see what is in, 
carry through yeah. express your integrity and don't be honest in it yeah, yeah. yeah. and just and just write your own and just to cool. give them an example so that's so I've, every time before i send it out i'm like okay shit let me just make sure this is what <laughs> yeah you sort of abide by that's yeah, so yeah interesting how often does that happen how often do you send it out um not that often like probably in the last year i've probably i think because i'm working for mtv it's probably where you know i haven't had as many but probably six or seven times in the last yeah. year yeah so it's pretty frequent yeah yeah but it's more so like i think a lot of people reach out like a lot more people have reached out to ask mm-hmm. for advice but then whether they apply for it or not and get to that point that's another question you know okay. some people will, sure. will back out or, or whatever or they yeah. just don't um they just don't back themselves enough which is a shame you know or they yeah they just don't allow themselves the um the the opportunity to, to actually just go for it back themselves yeah, yeah. Um, I think I feel I need a want. I feel, oh, again? Yeah. Shit. Um, Feelings think, change on a moment-to-moment basis, yeah, yeah, man. You're true. learning this in acting classes at the yeah. moment. So it's like, how are you right now? Um, I think... Oh, I think we've had a good chat. Okay. I think that's always... Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling less hungover. Good. Um, I feel I feel less hungover. Great. Um, yeah, that's, that's picked me up a little bit. I need... I need to clean this house... That's what I need to do mm. because I'm slowly, now that you've come in, I'm starting to see shit like, oh my gosh, no, did I just man. let you win and this is dude, fucking the dude. state of my apartment? Dude, it's cool. Um, I think I need that. And I want, um, I want to just, yeah, keep growing and I want to keep getting, getting to the, to the bottom of who I am. Yeah. Just really awesome. getting to know myself. Yeah. Surprised you didn't say hungry. Most people end on that. Oh like, shit. Most people are like, Oh, I want lunch. I think they're that's so right. tired. That's a yeah. cop out, man. Yeah, shit. That's fine. All right. Um, dude, Christian, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, man. That was a great chat. Uh, listeners, I hope you, uh, learned something from this all around awesome dude and check out his website, follow him on Twitter. Ask me any questions on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, please share this, subscribe until the next episode, guys. Hope you're learning more about ideas about how creatives achieve success are integral and truthful to themselves. Um, and that expressing their thoughts and opinions on a moment to moment basis with integrity is a means by which they can, I guess, rise to the top and be leaders in their field. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Christian. Until next time.